0: You had to marry them right this second. You would tell me, Well, that sounds pretty whack, and I would add you having weeks to know if you really love them. You just got married at first sight. Jason and Asia gonna tell you wrong from right, Are all these couples just disasters waiting to happen. Imagine if one of them could be a perfect match.
1: Hello, and welcome to a perfect. Match. I am Asia. And as always, I am here with my co host who accepts nothing but positive vibes. Jason Reed. Jason, how are you?
2: Asia, I'm good. I do nothing but all day but block out negative energies. I only accept positivity. (laughs) Get that negative stuff out of here. wife uh, all the time. She starts getting negative. It's like, ah, ah, ah. only positivity. <laughs> you don't want to get divorced. Maybe you call Pastor Call
1: laying down the law.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm only about positivity.
1: Right. <laughs> oh my gosh! Same, same, same. Oh, what an episode! I, I've never seen
2: someone that only says positive vibes be so negative at the same time. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: I don't know. I don't know. This this will be a good conversation.
2: <laughs> I, I listen. I was in, I saw the Facebook group we're gonna have a problem I
1: thought it was super I thought my comment was so nested that you wouldn't no one would see it I saw
2: it I know I have to battle you I have to battle a few other people in the Facebook group maybe with my opinions we will see okay Um, but yeah we'll we'll get into it but yeah I I did I did beep that I was like uh oh Oh, we're gonna have a problem with you and a a few other people they know who they are Mm -hmm. uh, in the Facebook group (laughs)
1: So, uh, yes, we are here to talk about season 16, episode nine. We're almost to the halfway point uh, to talk about uh, this lovely show, Married at First Sight. Uh, Make sure that y'all are going out there and you are subscribing to the Love at First Sight feed. That's where you can find all of our podcasts for a perfect match. You can find our podcast about the show Perfect Match with Jason and Kirsten. You can find Love is Blind with Mary Kukowski. You can also find the ultimatum coverage. If you're super behind and you just discovered the ultimatum on Netflix, we covered that on this feed as well. So make sure you subscribe and you can get all these podcasts in one place and then leave us a five-star rating review. We would greatly appreciate it. (laughs)
2: Listen, for all those that haven't checked out the show, Perfect Match yet, if you thought that this show that that you're Watching here, *Married for Sight* is a mess. You haven't seen mess. That's that show <laughs> is a, a, a dumpster fire of a mess.
1: You don't know but what would, mess is.
2: Yeah, you don't know what mess. I would suggest you check it out, and then check out our coverage with Kirsten. We had a great time uh, with Kirsten, just chopping up about these ridiculous people and this that 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 ridiculous show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, check that out when you get a chance. It was a lot of fun. Yep,
1: we have three episodes where we talked about each week. Uh, to talk about all 12 episodes of the show. Um, So definitely go check that out. Um, But we do want to shout out a couple of five-star ratings that we have received. The first one is from Ponchi LA. Uh, It is titled, Thanks. It says, I have stopped watching this ridiculous real show, but still love to listen to the fun recaps. I stopped because mass always starts out fun and hopeful and it goes super dark once we start seeing the sad truth about why these people are still single and the pod keeps it all light and entertaining. So thank you so much for thinking that. I mean, (laughs) this season, I even
2: think started out hopeful. I think even this season, we're just like, hmm, sounds Hmm. like
1: four out of five
2: DOAs here.
1: Right? Right, exactly uh, so thank you so much punchy la for that lovely review so glad that you're listening um so glad we can retain people that the show cannot <laughs>
2: of course yeah i mean people tell us all the time we don't i don't watch the show i listen to the podcast we appreciate you guys uh, i actually have started doing that with some things like i don't have time to watch the show but i do mm-hmm. listen to like some of my favorite like content creators talk about it and it it is a good time i'll have to admit at first i was just like how do y'all do that not watch the show but listen to something about it but i get it now.
1: yeah i do that with 90 day because uh two hours is a lot and in it but it's it, a lot it's it is a good show to watch but it's just like where am i gonna fit it in
2: <laughs> so much so much yeah. it, and it's not even talking about stuff that's on just just Wednesdays, <laughs>
1: like, yeah, exactly. Wednesdays is a league of its own,
2: yeah
1: um, so the next review is from noel eighty it's titled um w t h Why didn't I know about this podcast? I am a regular listen listener of RHAP and feeling both delighted to have discovered that this exists and also frustrated that I'm only just now getting invited to the party. Sheesh,
2: uh, Sheesh. we invited you a long time ago, uh. <laughs> Where have you been? Like where we've been, been waiting for you to pull up. Like we were just like, where is Noel? We've been waiting for Noel for <laughs> for seasons now.
1: Right. You yeah. didn't get the the me- we sent out uh through uh the USPS uh invites to everyone. So I don't where,
2: where have you been? No. I mean, we're glad you're here. Come on in. Yeah. Waiting. I, I was concerned when the title was um WTH. I was like, are, are we about to get scored? Yeah. <laughs>
1: like why are y'all covering this show? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh the other one of the other reviews we want to do today is uh from Ponchi LA is titled thanks. Uh oh wait, you did that one already. I
1: did. Staircase. Sorry.
2: Staircase wit. <laughs> uh, great banter and an earworm oh something. Apple, get your stuff together. Right. I want to see the titles I'm like, Do I need to turn reviews. my
1: phone? How can I see the rest of it?
2: All right, I don't know. It's crazy. Um the okay, Mass the show is 95% filler. <laughs> true uh but somehow agent jason make the awkwardness and absurdity into must listen entertainment thanksgiving my end of week brain break when i need it most uh also props to the theme song i find myself humming it to myself all the time
1: hey Uh, ditto
2: uh shout out to will from america who does it who did our theme song uh i I can remember where i was Uh, i was on vacation Ocean city asia because she's the boss got the song first (laughs) (laughs) And she sent it to me and I tortured my wife and daughter for (laughs) the rest of the vacation with the song, played it through my car, played it in the hotel room, just bopping to it. It's a bop. It is a bop for sure. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, Staircase Wit, for the great review. We appreciate it. Yes, the show is filler. But yes, we do make it entertaining. Lifetime, where are you? Like, where are you listening to these reviews? Like, come on, call us. (laughs) Right. We both have couches. Asia's probably is a lot better than mine, but we both have couches. Okay,
1: I have Asia, a couch that Asia, I can sit on. I can prop up my phone and I can give a reaction.
2: Asia can sit her laptop with me on Zoom on right next to her on the couch, right. and we can talk about the show. Where are you at, Lifetime? Okay, oh, we're a couple. Gosh. We're a couple of podcasters. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like call us. we yes.
1: That's who we are. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so if y'all want a, a shout out on the podcast, definitely leave us a five star rating review and we will shout it out on a future podcast. Uh, we also have this lovely community of people over on Facebook. So make sure you go join our Facebook group. Look up Perfect, A Perfect Match Podcast. You'll find us. Um, and there is a password to get in. So this week, the password is. Krusty
2: Little. Bits. We want to know the crusty little bits of all of you. We want you to come into the face to the Facebook group and reveal yourselves, reveal your depths to us. I want to know what fifth grade you was doing. I want to get to know you.
1: Exactly. Oh goodness. Uh but yeah, let's uh let's get started. Let's talk about this episode. This episode was the the infamous housewarming episode for most couples. We're-
2: we're still. I think we're still in COVID protocols because everyone only got four invites yeah. to the to the housewarming. <laughs> exactly. Like Jasmine, Jasmine, Airs talk about the guest list. I was like, "What do you need a guest list for?" It's only four people. You can't <laughs> you remember four people. Why are we writing it down?
1: If you can't hold up your fingers and say, Belina mom, uh,
2: my hating ass cousin." <laughs> <laughs> My buddy, who if I only invite him, I can't invite his other my other friend that has his a matching twin. outfit. <laughs> um, Jasmine's cool aunt and yes. Jasmine's sister.
1: <laughs> you can't. Wait, wait, Who was second? Who was second? I don't
2: remember the second one. <laughs> See, it's, I got to write it down. Oh,
1: they were goodness. writing it
2: too. Like they were writing it yes. out. Like that's what, that, what we have phones for. Those notes, like. No one who uses pen and paper anymore.
1: Right? What is a pen?
2: Yeah. Um, so can't touch a pen in ten years. <laughs>
1: right. Like if you asked me to grab a pen right now and I'm at a desk, I would be like,
2: what? like is "This is how
1: you is this is how you do it." Right? I don't even know That's how you write. I don't have a pen in arm's reach. I have a marker. I don't even remember what pen. hand
2: I am. I don't even remember what hand I write with. Left. I got. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got. Tri- You've got the Jason trivia this week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh goodness!
2: Uh, I only know what hand I type with now, which okay. is my left hand.
1: Gotcha. Um, wait, not both. I mean, if I'm,
2: I'm doing phone stuff, which feels more natural. My right left hand. hand, left hand feels natural to me for typing, like texting, yeah, all that stuff. So I'm, I'm left-handed even in phone typing.
1: Mm, I'm super. I I'm very slow with it if I have it in my left hand. But if I have my right hand,
2: yeah. See, the right just feels like unnatural to me. Like I could do it, but it just doesn't feel natural.
1: Gotcha. My right. Okay. It's not a preference.
2: What hand are are y'all out there uh, switch up on your right? Your writing and your typing. Let us know in the, in the comments in the <laughs> Facebook right. group wherever you want to send us your comments.
1: Yeah, we do. No, we do need a poll in the Facebook group just to get a, a right hand and left hand vote. I'm curious. Yeah. Um. Know. So let's start with Mac and Dom. So we talked about this in the Facebook group, and if you are out on the social, on I was going say the socials, uh, out on social media, you would have seen that Married at First Sight spoiled their own show once again.
2: They just love doing that this year. I don't know what it is with them. I think they're concerned, maybe that we're not. Their people want to stop watching if they get uninterested. But they're just please, like, please watch. we promise someone gets divorced early. Isn't that great? Don't you love that? Come see what happens.
1: They literally post the scene of Dom saying that they got a divorce even before we've seen how it played out with Pastor Cal. Like what?
2: I mean, listen, we kind of already knew because we, knew. Yeah, we, knew. We, we, we they spoiled it before the season even started with her leaving with her box. Mm-hmm. So, so we already kind of knew, but just let there be a little mystique at
1: least. Like, just stop Please?
2: giving away all of your show before the show airs. Like, What are you doing? <laughs>
1: Thank you. I want to be surprised. I want to feel how I felt during every single action that happened during Survivor last night. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Dom got medically evacuated out of her marriage.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, So they're sitting down with Pastor Cal. We continue that. Uh, She says she's over it. Pastor Cal, over the marriage or over this conversation? What do you mean? She's like, he's like, what do you want? Like, what do you want a divorce? Do you want to stay? And she's like, I would like a divorce.
2: I, I feel like he was talking to Dom, like, like I would talk to my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, like, okay, I don't know what your little Gen Z speak means. I'm going to need you to talk clearly. Enunciate. And, and like a real person. Not just say, I'm over it. Like, what what, what is, what is, are you over, sweetie? What are you over? What are you over with? You this conversation, the marriage. I would need you to be a little more clearer. Like, You just speak, like speak like an adult. Like, maybe it is because of the whole age conversation. Mm-hmm. But I just, everything she said, I was just like, oh, you're so young. You're so young. You're such a kid. Like we got all this old soul stuff, but you just keep speaking these this kid stuff. Maybe it's because they have really just, you know, force fed us this. She's only twenty five. Thing.
1: See that, know. but see that's where you and I differ. Mm-hmm. I blame them. I don't blame her.
2: Who's, yes, who's, who's she applied
1: them? for this, but you think she's only twenty five year olds who who applied for merit at first sight?
2: But but who is them in your mind? Married at first like, sight,
1: the experts. Like, production yes, for choosing for, her to go through this and now blaming her for what they already knew
2: yeah i just and i don't want to i don't even want to say a 25 year old she shouldn't be married when i was 25 i was deep into my relationship with my wife like we have a good many years behind us in our in our relationship wasn't married yet uh, but I felt like I was in a relationship, but I could handle a relationship. So it's mm-hmm. not an age thing. I think it's about where you are at your age. Yes, she was at 25, not being in a long-term relationship, and not having much of a success in long-term relationships. So maybe she was ready to just jump into marriage at, twi- mm-hmm. at, at, at her age at this time for her.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Pastor Cal says, "Look, word of advice." like, take ample time to explore life. He's like, maybe 25 was too young. You think? She's you, like, you
2: think, Pastor K? You're the <laughs> one that put her on the show. Now Literally. you want to say, oh, maybe 25 was too young. Uh, yeah, yeah, think.
1: That's my problem. Don't go throwing that back in her face. She told you she, she didn't lie about her age when she applied. She said, I'm 25. I think I have an old soul. That's on y'all for putting her. There are plenty of unqualified people that apply for Married at First Sight. If somebody has just like all these toxic tendencies, like they're just a habitual liar, which they've cast before. So Mm -hmm. let's say they're a habitual liar and then they cast them. And then now pastor Cal is having to talk to them about being a habitual liar that they expose that to you. They went through the interview process and said, Hey, I'm an habitual liar. And you're like, (laughs) okay, okay. We're going to match you.
2: Hey, I have a ton of toxic traits. Can you help me? (laughs) You know what? I think we could pair you with someone going to help you with your toxic traits. Right. Not, not, no, you have a bunch of toxic traits. We're not going right. to pair you up with someone that you're going to ruin. Exactly.
1: Like, don't try to but, use this as a lesson for her. Maybe don't apply yeah, to get like you chose her. Thing. That
2: was a bad thing to say. Pastor Cal. That was, yes. I, I, I ag- agreed with most of what he said there. Uh, then when he like said the whole, oh, maybe 25 is too young. Like, you're, like you're not rushed. in a position to say that, Pastor Cal. You are not in a position to say that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I do, I just think, uh, I don't know what, I would like to speak with the experts, like, so what did you see mm-hmm. that made you, like, think this was okay?
1: She said like, she was an old soul.
2: Like, what made you think that? She does puzzles. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's why she's an old soul. Only she's old best people like puzzles. She's her <laughs>
1: mom.
2: <laughs> old soul, that screams old soul. She's ready for marriage, right? And especially for someone that, you know, quote unquote, her mom signed her up for this. Yeah. As if it's just like, as if it was like a soccer like league that she didn't want to join. But her mom was like, it'll be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it anyway. I want to make you do it. Um, Yeah. She wasn't ready. And everything in this episode told me she wasn't ready. I was just like, yep. That confirms it. You weren't ready. Yep. That confirms it. you were not ready for this at all whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I do think a lot of people are being very hard mm-hmm. on her because of course. are you did you notice the switch up from Mac?
2: So what, what which switch up are you talking about exactly? Right.
1: The because Dom the says there's Mac- a lot of switching up. Yes, yeah, she did, which she could be very well exaggerating. I'm going mm-hmm. based off of what I see. Mm-hmm. And the the Mac that we have seen in this episode and last episode is not the same guy. He was before the honeymoon, during the honeymoon, and I'm like, "Are you? Where was he? Just that traumatized in their relationship that it completely deflated him, or is he now being himself? And before he was putting on because, oh, I'm on TV, I'm on Married at First Sight."
2: So part of Mac that I that I've seen that was not good was the parts where he's really pissy and really like you know mm-hmm. pouty and like, uh, mm, "You don't like me." Um, so those are the parts of him that weren't great I did think he was putting on a little bit for Pastor Cow. I mm-hmm. will agree with that for sure um, I think he probably was as done as Dom but he didn't want to say it Yeah, I do think part of that because on After Party Dom, you know, a, for the second week in a row
1: they loved, They said Dom Dom is a permanent member of After Party and so we've seen her so much on After Party I,
2: I hope this is the last you see of her on After Party uh, because it's the same note two weeks in a row. You didn't see the Mac off camera, uh, you know, right before this, this happened, this happened, this happened. She out here snitching. I understand why she wants to snitch because, you know, they're making her look pretty bad. Yeah. Um. But, you know, according to her, he wanted it to look mutual in front of the group. And then when they got in front of the group, she, he kind of threw her under the bus. Mm-hmm. and That's her words. And she talked about how, you know, it was you know, all mutual for them. They both wanted to be out, but in front of Pastor Cal, he said he wanted to keep trying. And what did she say? She said after the Cal visit, after she left, she had texted him Mm -hmm. that she wasn't closing the door completely. But he says, nah, I'm good. Like I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Is what she is claiming. So yes. Could there be a switch up? Of course there'd be a switch up. Anything could be possible. Anything is possible. Yeah. I don't know if it's that much of a switch up that she's claiming, but yes, Mac. Right. Mac in front of Pascal wants to try, but he seemed rather pissy in a lot of moments we saw.
1: Right. It's just hard to know which Mac is being genuine, but it's like the Mac that she was seeing when she decided to get a divorce. Oh, I I definitely can see why. Who like who want not and it's not even a positive vibes only type of thing. It's just like what are we fighting for if th- there's nothing here?
2: I I think ugh, I think Mac was really pouty because he felt he was being attacked. And in parts he was because she was being a little over dramatic for me. Like
1: mm, for his basement. Was,
2: yeah, about his basement about like how he doesn't want to try things. Now I understand being a little annoyed and perturbed at him, but I don't think it's anything to just end the marriage over. Like, yeah, I I, I thought, I thought divorce was a quick option for her to get out of the situation. And I think she should have
1: taken some space,
2: space, stuck it out and did a restart after a few days.
1: Yeah. I definitely (laughs) think they could have benefited from a couple of days apart.
2: Yeah, because he had many times was in his feelings because of things she said, how she expected him at a man of his age to be. She was basically taking pot shots at him for the way he's living.
1: Yeah. I mean, and well, actually, now I think about it. They did have those three days apart before the Pastor Cal visit.
2: Yeah. She came in and was like, nope, I'm done. Like she, mm. the, the three days did nothing for her.
1: She probably uh, actually just felt better.
2: Yeah, she, I mean, again. she had those three days and was just like, "Yeah, I, I, had a great three days without you. I don't know why I would stop that." Like, yeah. So, uh, I, I all in all, I feel like she should have stuck it out. I feel like she did act immature. I am not saying that Mac is has no fault here because innocent. of course yeah. he does. Of course he does, but I don't think anything Mac did rose to the level of I gotta get out of this marriage.
1: Okay, I could see. I I could see that. Um, like I could see how you could feel that way.
2: <laughs> I, I think there will be personality clashes. Yeah, when you do something like this, like you shouldn't have come into this thinking there wasn't going to be personality clashes. I think more than likely there will be a personality clash. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but when I, we get
1: when we get to the, her conversation with her mom, there was something mm-hmm. that she said that I was like, "Wait a second, Dom." Um,
2: yeah, I know what you're talking about, and okay. you have to you have to come in expecting there's going to be some personality clash, but you have to be able to navigate that and you know compromise figure out what stays and what goes in both mm-hmm. your personalities and talk about it she didn't really want to talk about it like she came at it aggressively so their conversations about it were all negative vibes which she yeah. claims she doesn't like yeah so I, ju- I just think she handled it immaturely mac is I, mac is at mac is not innocent like i said mac is at fault i don't want anybody going away from this thinking jason said Mac did nothing wrong i did not say that He also acted a little immaturely Mm -hmm. uh, because he was, his ego was hurt about things that she said and the way that he thinks he's being portrayed on the show. His ego was hurt. He was being a little pouty about it and he is not as adventurous as Don, which I think that whole argument is ridiculous. Okay.
1: From Uh, what? Yeah. It's like, okay, you see that in this example of the honeymoon. Now that y'all are back, Try what you, what is adventurous to you. Go fishing. See how he, see how he enjoys that. Like Never Dom even give like, that a chance.
2: No, Dom acts like she's ziplining and parasailing every weekend. And he's not yeah. going to be down with that. Like, no, like just be, go about your everyday life. Take him, whatever, hunting, fishing, whatever it is you do. See how he takes to it. Talk to him. Be like, and talk to him in a, like a gentler way than you did before. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't like. I want results. I don't like blah, blah blah. Don't talk to him like that. Just be like, listen, I don't like it when you say this, this, and this. Can you yeah. not do that? Like maybe couch it a different way. But she came at everything so tough and aggressive that, you know, he acted in a little pouty baby way that he did. Uh, and I just think she's a little, she's a little, she has a tough exterior. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why she needs that, a tough that's,
1: that's why I think she needs a tougher guy.
2: She does. And I and Mac did not vibe well with that tough exterior. Yeah. But I think giving it a try and trying to mesh your styles would have been a better option than just cutting and running so easily.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I mean, that was a big like lecture on Dom and Mac, but that's like, just kind of the thing in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Pastor Cal was like, I'm not trying to be mean, but you gotta fight for it. Yeah. <laughs> Um Mac feels disappointed and embarrassed. And once Pastor Cal leaves, Dom apologizes to Mac. And um and then Dom walks out with her box crying. Our box of stuff. Crying. Uh, you know, it's it's what
2: it you know, and what is, is this three seasons in a row that we've had a early quit?
1: Yeah, because we had Alyssa and Chris. Well, we had, so 12, we didn't have one in Houston, right?
2: No, 13 Houston. was Alyssa and Chris. No, 13 was what?
1: Houston. So 12 was Chris and Paige. 13 was Eight. Houston. 14 was Chris and Alyssa. And last season was
2: Ben and San Morgan. Diego.
1: Oh, Ben and Morgan. Goodness, yeah. they just, that's that's really why they're doing five, because they can't bank on everybody going through.
2: Yes, yeah, so this is the third season in a row where we've had an early quit. Yeah, I just I need to get people that are willing to stick it out. And I don't know how they do that, because I think if you ask people in the process, like, so are you going to, like, really stick it out? If there comes tough times, of course, everybody's gonna be like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm committed. I'm going to stay, you know, do anything. And then when yeah. something hits, I'll be like, mm, no, nah, I'm out. Bye. Like,
1: absolutely not. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um.
2: They got to find a better way to vet these people. Like that's just, what that's really be. what it
1: boils down to. I don't And I, mean, I don't know how they do it besides grabbing three of their exes and having a sit down and like, <laughs> give me an, <laughs> talk to me about this person. Yeah. Um, so Dom goes to me with her mom, Toya. Um, her mom was really excited to meet um, Mac and like, or to talk to Mac and get to know him better. Now that they were back from the honeymoon. They were supposed to be having their housewarming today. And she just wishes she would have been able to have a conversation with Mac before they had gotten to this point, which fair. It so feel, there needed to be an external. It info. feels very
2: like helicopter parent. Yes. Like, absolutely. let me, co- let me come in and fix this for you. Let me go to school and fix your grades for you. Mm-hmm. Let me go talk to your, uh, your job and fix your issue for you. It, it really gave like, you know, helicopter parent, like, coming in, swooping in and fixing all of her kids' problems.
1: Yeah. You could have stayed married if I had anything to do with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, um, So Dom tells her mom, like, Mac had gotten petty, and he had just been very vocal on all the things he didn't like. And her mom was like, okay, did you ask him to work on it? And Dom's like, yeah. And she's like, well, did you give him time to change it? It's like, yes. That is very,
2: uh, a a very Uh, solid point. Mom said he didn't have time to change it. You are you know, 14 days into this. Mm-hmm. He didn't have time to change it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, literally did not have time to do anything that to implement any, because I mean, even she brought up those adventure things at the end of the honeymoon. Now, how mm-hmm. is he supposed to fi- uh, ex- like show that he is down? Right. Um, so she said she felt like crap throughout the whole process. And um, she felt like he felt that he was having to redeem himself he had, like the, from the perspective that was being displayed of him. Mm-hmm. And so her mom asked, like, OK, well, would you have done anything different? And she's like, could you have been more patient? And I was like, I was very patient.
2: No, you weren't. <laughs> Why are you lying to your mom? Oh, uh, well, I did like I did like something when they were talking earlier and she said, uh, you know, did you give him time to change? She's like, well, I didn't come here to change anyone.
1: Yes, that was the quote that I was like, Ooh. Dom, you weren't nope. going to be dropped. This perfect husband for you that everything was going to align. You're going to have no issues, positive vibes always. No.
2: That's what she thought she was getting. She thought she's one of those menu uh people. She thought she was ordering off a menu. Mm-hmm. And they were gonna bring her her perfect uh husband souffle.
1: And, she said uh, that last week. But, yeah, she said that last week with Pastor Cal. Like, I told you I that was a deal breaker for me.
2: I that was on my list, Pastor Cal. you <laughs> right. <he> didn't listen. <laughs> like, I that's not what I ordered.
1: <laughs> yeah, so she so she felt like she was patient. Um, she but she just really felt in her gut that this is not the relationship. Relationship for her. And her mom was like, Yeah, with him being 34, Dom was like, I expected more. <laughs> I expected more. Jeez, and uh, she just doesn't feel the need to see him again. Um, so this was just very interesting because it's so hard for me to say that Dom is just too young to be married and that was the reason for this demise or the demise of their relationship is like her age or her maturity because had they given her a man who one would be not a I mean let's okay let's call it what it is I know we've seen previews or whatever had they given her someone like Clint Who would be not afraid to call her out on stuff, not afraid to put his foot down when, you know, they're having conversations and he feels a certain way, not afraid to speak up with Pastor Cal, be honest. I don't think we would see her ending a marriage early.
2: Well, that's saying if they had given her what she ordered, she wouldn't have complained.
1: But she would have ordered Clint. Clint has his flaws. I think she might have ordered
2: Clint. I think she would have been fine with Clint. I I just think like the maturity thing is a bit is a big bo- sticking point for Dom, mm-hmm. but the issue is I think you could also find thirty five year olds, forty year olds, fifty year olds that have this same type of immaturity.
1: Yeah, thirty nine year olds that uh, men that whose names start with an A.
2: Bingo. Uh, <laughs> so I think I, I think it's not a it's not it's a different people mature at different ages.
3: Yes, uh,
2: it's just I think you are more likely to find someone that is not as mature at 25. So, yeah. and so, but that could have happened to anyone and anyone could have had the mindset of, we've seen it. We've seen people have the mindset of, I'm not going to go through with this. Cause I don't like the person in front of me after a week or so. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. We've seen it in multiple seasons that happened. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hello, Alyssa. Hello, uh, Heather of Derek and Heather for yes. mass fans. So we've seen it in people much older than Dom before. Okay. So that's, Let's take that issue out of it. It's about her mindset and it's about how she, how she went about this. Like mm-hmm. she went about it in a bad way. That's, that's yeah. just it. She wasn't willing to try. She wasn't willing to make it work. She was not willing to go with this any further. And in her words, she did not want to, to turn to a toxic situation which guess mm-hmm. what sometimes things got to go a bad sometimes way before they do get have better have to get
1: hard yeah right
2: they have to go hard before they get better that's that's a thing that she has yet to learn that she's going to need to learn she's going to have a successful relationship slash marriage
1: yeah it's a it's like <clears throat> like um my granny in arkansas she lives down like a gravel road right so if I think of her house as like, oh, that's where I want to be, right? Hmm. And then I'm driving on this nice concrete and then I hit her dirt road that is like, then I'm like, oh, mm-mm. I don't, I I don't want to go anywhere this leads. But that's the only place I could go. Is to go Let, me the road. Let me
2: tell you something. Hold on. Let me tell you something. There's not much more that I love than an Asia out of nowhere metaphor. <laughs> I just... Not much I love more than that. I just, I just random out of nowhere, Asia metaphor comparing a relationship to a gravel creature, Granny's gravel road. That's what you come to the podcast head. for. That's what you come to the podcast for, y'all. That's what you come here for. I literally uh,
1: thought comparison.
2: Granny's gravel. Road. Get let's get you on Survivor. Like that's what we need to see is these like Survivor like metaphors that Jeff Rose loves. Yes. Um I totally uh, lost like my my train of thought <laughs> on that metaphor, but yes, uh, yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have to do some compromise. You're gonna have to uh, work at it. It's almost like it's almost as if if she had been with Mac for a year and all of a sudden Mac came down with a, a cancer or something. She like, mm-hmm. oh no, bro, that's bad vibes. Like I cannot deal with that. That's not what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm out. Yeah, it's almost like that. Um, you know, because you didn't get exactly what you—you you didn't get your positive vibes. Always, you're going to be out at the first sign of trouble.
1: But if it was Jasmine, she for sure would take care of him, according to Ares.
2: Oh, Aries <laughs> For the eighty thousandth time, we found out that Jasmine's the type of girl that will take care of you if you're on your deathbed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, so all the couples did get together for a potluck, and so we're going to kind of just talk about each couple. Uh. Kind of their highlights from the potluck, um, in their section. So with McKinley and Dominique, they they show up, but they are together.
2: Yeah, they, they, they show were together. Up at the same I, I was surprised they up at the same time. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, there there was a moment that uh, they're they're all going around, and Max says, "Oh, has anyone had sex yet?" And then we find out on after party that Jasmine did not like that because mac and eris had a good relationship and so she was like he is well aware of what's going on in my household so why would he say that
2: it was so interesting because i didn't think mac directed that at jasmine eris yeah unlike, unlike clint who directly asked jasmine eris if they were getting i think he was or freaky oh frisky. yeah frisky was it if they were getting frisky like mac just put it out to the group yeah and like Dom like gave him a shot, at him a look, at when he asked that too, I was like, "Okay, uh, Mac." For some reason, has lost his voice. What 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 was Mac doing the night before that he lost his voice?
1: No idea. No idea. I do not know this man.
2: Probably <laughs> partying with his bros or something. Like I got divorced. Let's go on party. Right. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, he, I, was this like a producer pro, like prompted question? Because usually that's what that is.
1: Right. It just it felt out of nowhere for sure. Yeah. Um, And so they're just continuing going around asking about everybody. And Nicole asked them, so what about you guys? How are y'all doing? And Max like, well, she's outspoken and we both know what we want. And we did make a decision to get divorced. And Everybody's okay. kind of like, it's so funny watching them like toy between. Should I be super surprised or should I play this cool?
2: So, and, and you know, the funny thing is like we talk, we talk some about like, how bonded are the are the cast, right? Like some seasons we feel like, oh yeah, they probably already knew before they all walked in there. I really got the feeling that like, they didn't, no one knew. Like Mm-mm. they were not in communication. They were not like in the know. It was like, oh, like, damn, we haven't talked to y'all in, you know, a week since we got back from the honeymoons. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like none of them probably even really talked for a week during the, hun- when they got back from the honeymoons. Like if we think about like a uh, season, season 14 katina and jasmina yeah that were like at the hip like tight like yeah literally like
1: dom would have been at one of their apartments talking about like oh i just had to leave
2: yeah and on that honeymoon we really got the feeling of like a lot of people were bonded and together don't get that feeling about this cast don't feel a cohesion here
1: yet no i don't yeah maybe the couple of guys we've seen that happen but like with the ladies Yeah, I'm not really even, you know, we usually see our, you know, we get our two black couples. And
2: so Mm -hmm. usually
1: we see the women.
2: Yeah, Kristen and Jasmine aren't, don't don't seem to be. At least that uh, we're seeing. Very bonded. Yeah, at least that we're seeing. I mean, apparently, uh, you know, as you said, Mac and Harris are are best friends. I was like, yeah, never knew that. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't know that. Um, But yeah, that was a, that was interesting.
1: Yeah. So they announced they're getting divorced. Um, Matt or Dom says there was some confusion because he made some comments that made her feel like he wasn't happy and she's positive vibes only. Um, and he said he was blindsided by her asking for a divorce. Um, he just, he didn't like the belittling on the honeymoon. And he says there there's been no compromise. And Clint, I'm, I'm, I, Clint out of nowhere. I'm challenging y'all to take a step the, back.
2: The expert that is Clint.
1: you right. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm gonna give you guys a challenge okay I just want you to take a step back and, and you know see if you're willing to stick it out take some time Like, okay Glenn no one no one asked you
1: right. why are you popping up no one always, asked you man always he said there's something there in Kirsten Kirsten said don't give up on him because you wouldn't want somebody to give up on you <laughs>
2: All right, thank you, Kirsten. That was your line for the episode. That was <laughs> um, deep, girl. That was your one line for the episode, and you don't have to talk anymore this episode.
1: <laughs> she starts talking. I'm like, wait, who's talking?
2: Yeah, you you had your one line that you say every episode. <laughs>
1: that was it.
2: That was that was the one. Uh, At least you made it count.
1: Yeah. Nicole tells down like she's gonna regret this, and she's gonna regret not trying. And Nicole, like, she's like, What it would it help if y'all just took some part some time apart? And Dom sits there. She's like, maybe. And they're like, yeah, cheers to maybe. Cheers to maybe.
2: (laughs) I knew what this was as soon as it happened. I was like, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, it's like she's trying to get them off her back.
2: Yeah, for sure. (laughs)
1: Um, And so literally that's what it was. Um, So we get them like they have one more scene in their apartment. And before she comes in, uh, Mac is saying like all the back and forth is a young man and and young woman's game. And so she comes in and she says, that was a lot of pressure. And he's like, it wasn't my intent. She's like, oh, no, no, I know. And (laughs) he's like, why did you say maybe? She said, "I, I just didn't appreciate all the glaring eyes. I felt like nobody was listening to me and He's like, did you feel like it was peer pressure? She said, yeah, I said maybe out of peer pressure. I didn't feel like no was an acceptable answer. But which, I'm very honest. Yeah. Right
2: after that, she, she's like, but you know, I'm very honest. I mean, except for the part where I wasn't you honest slide. But she's being
1: honest to him now, which, OK, that doesn't matter. But I will say, imagine she said, no, they would have continued
2: I think there's a way to 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 say no and that to be the end of it. Be like, oh, yeah, no, there's guys. There's nothing going on here. That should be the end of it. Like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's go right, Go around the room some more. Uh, Nicole, Clint, I know that you are both very outspoken and want to have your opinion known, but don't need it. Thank you. I made my decision. It's
1: done. The thing is, Dom does need work on communicating. Right. So she felt like nobody was listening so you pivot. If people are not listening, then that's what you say. Hey, this this marriage is over. Y'all were not in our relationship. That's what it boils down to. We lived it, y'all didn't. And so we understand why it's over. Y'all don't because y'all weren't in it. Rather than trying to get into the, well, no, well, he's not adventurous and didn't, like all that stuff sounds to them like, "Oh, we can fix that." We know yeah. how to we, That's easy. Yeah. It's like, and no. It,
2: and it's like, and that's another thing with the the maturity piece. That's the thing, that's the thing you do when you're immature. You say whatever you want you need to say to get out of whatever is whatever is happening now. Yeah. Like you're not upfront. You're not real because you just want you don't want the conversation to continue because it makes you feel uncomfortable. You don't like it. Right. So you're not upfront and real about it. Um but yeah, it, like everything that happened with Dom this episode has made me be like, yeah, just not ready. Not ready. Yeah. Not ready.
1: I I just think OK, yeah. Even if she's not ready, I still don't think she would have ended the marriage early had they given her a little uh, someone a, a little bit more dominant. Um, yes, sure. And I think that they're
2: if, if they had matched her correctly, basically.
1: It, yeah. And it's I mean, it's not even like the perfect guy, because like like I'm saying, Clint would have sufficed, and he's not mm-hmm. the perfect guy. There probably there were things about she probably like, OK, if he talks about the sailboat one more time okay i'm very yeah
2: but but i just thought that the issues that dom and mac were having were not as big as to be like all right we're gonna end this early yeah Mm -hmm. i just felt like yeah like it's
1: it's boils down to what we were talking about though what is there to mac if you don't have these let's say take away the issues mm -hmm. what what does she like about him
2: we don't know like she did she never even got like the chance or the, the desire to even figure it out because yeah the first the first time he was like eh, i don't know if i want to go on a sailboat she was like oh oh this is this is not like this is this mm-hmm. is annoying she was pretty checked out pretty early i mean she didn't ask about the dog's names <laughs> for goodness sake yeah that would have been a deal breaker for you asia <laughs>
1: absolutely come on and- pepper cinnamon is not hard
2: right and there's just there's spices i just yeah. i i feel like she was out early and there was nothing that was going to happen to she didn't want to get to know him because she was done pretty fast
1: yeah yeah that yeah that that is true um so mac asked like okay where do we go from here she's like i wouldn't mind being friends he said i don't want to be your friend <laughs> i have no <laughs> damn friends
2: <laughs> you think this is friends at first sight
1: uh it has such a <laughs> Like for her to say that, that is just she's trying to be amicable. That's like the OK, we've gone through something hard, but I don't I don't want you. Like she says, she's like she doesn't want anybody walking around Nashville hating her. It's not like she had like great intent. She just wanted to end it where there was no hate.
2: She didn't want to be the bad. She didn't want to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> she she kind of is. She's the one that ended it. And. I don't blame him for being like, yeah, I don't need any more friends. Like mm-hmm.
1: I'm, Yeah, they don't need fact, to be friends. No.
2: In fact, I'm gonna leave Nashville after this because I always like, for here? this. <laughs> like this is what I was here for. So I'm not even gonna be around to be your friends. So
1: maybe that's what he's going through too. He realized cause this is over. He's like, dang, now I need to really figure out what I'm trying to do. Mommy, can you give me a first class ticket yeah. back home? <laughs> Um, and uh, so after she, he says he doesn't want to be her friend. We get a confessional that she's feeling like a carcass that's been run over.
2: That was that was so graphic?
1: <laughs> I know. I was good lord. Um, then I realized I don't know how to spell carcass. Um, so they hug. Uh, she hugs him. I'm sure he didn't want the hug, Mm-mm. but he says in his confessional he's not interested in another friend. He says she's young and she just needs more experience and so she leaves and she says she re- she respects his feelings but it, and you know this is how they end things and she feels like she pushed her pushed her limits and uh he was like you just got in his confessional he said you just got to give things time and i just didn't get that
2: She pushed, but her but he also
1: didn't fight for it hard enough either so
2: yeah i mean she pushed her limits Her limits are very short.
1: (laughs) Hey, she didn't say she had very high limits.
2: You're going to have to extend your limits if you're going to be in a successful relationship is all is all I have to say to that.
1: Yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, I don't even know if it's worth rating them. They're over.
2: I mean, no, I mean, I I think in these situations, we can. Uh, put our meters to zero. He like put a
1: pin in it. <laughs> yeah, it's over. We are now only rating four couples. Yeah, we get well, to this hey, point every short, season.
2: Shorter time for us. We got there pretty fast this season. Um,
1: right.
2: How many times do you think we will see them the rest of the season?
1: I think they'll make an appearance. Um,
2: well, I know, we we know we're going to see Dom again.
1: Right. Right. we know,
2: we know we're going to see her at least once more. In exactly.
1: I, yeah, I think this may be it for Mac, unless he is as close to Eris as they're trying to make it seem.
2: I think we'll definitely see them in that last bit uh, after decision day, right before the season ends. I think yeah. we'll see them both then. Um, I don't know if we're gonna get a Mark the Sh- or a Chris situation with Mark the Shark in season uh, fourteen or whatever, where like he went to go help Mark shop for Lindsay, like yeah, tagged along, um, and they did. Yeah, because the uh, Mac and Dom got their little like we're coming to announce we're divorced thing that Chris and Alyssa also did at mm-hmm. the bowling alley that time. I would say we'll see them once more before the whole uh, after decision date. I think we'll see okay, them one once
1: each. more. Yeah, one, I see once that. more for each of them. Yeah, yeah. one more appearance and then definitely separately. I, d- I doubt they'll find a reason to do it together.
2: Yeah, it just gives me more. This sparks me more that we will see that Dom and Clint kiss at that like you know after decision day meetup for mm-hmm. the uh, like season ends. I think yeah, that's where I think it will happen.
1: I hope it happens or, before because I'm just tired of waiting on it.
2: Or it's the where are they now special and we have to wait even
1: longer. Oh my god, don't say that. Uh, and if and if that's the case. How are they putting out a promo for where are they now?
2: They're trying to get you. They want you to keep watching. Like, can you unless it was them? an
1: accident and they were like, oh, now people have seen an it accident. already. I don't know. An accident? No. An intern released it no. too soon.
2: Oh, no. y'all give interns too much power. Y'all say interns <laughs> are in charge of social media accounts. Like, yeah, everyone out there gives interns way too much power than they actually have. Exactly. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm?
1: All right. Which one do you want to go to next?
2: Uh, Let's, you know, let's knock out Kirsten and Shaq. I just give me something, y'all. Give me something. I'll give me
1: nothing. They're giving absolutely nothing.
2: Absolutely nothing. So we get them. They're getting ready for a little party. Uh, I mean, we didn't. I don't even think we saw. We got their first segment until, like, At least halfway through the the show.
1: I think we were past an hour. So I was like, I saw them and I was, and I literally scrolled through my notes. I'm like, where's my Kirsten and Shaq section? (laughs) Like, oh, we just haven't seen them.
2: You know, a bunch of people in this episode got meetings with family or friends before the party. They didn't get any of that. Mm -hmm. We just, we come with, we come, we come in, they're getting ready for their party. All their guests arrive. There's no preamble. It's just like, oh, we just, we just start this thing. OK, well, we did get it like in the montages early in the episode. We got Shaq fixing her tire. And she's like, I think she's in his car talking about My husband's fixing my tire.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So we got that. But that was just the montage.
1: Oh, so sweet.
2: I mean, Shaq, I feel like Shaq is. I feel like Shaq is probably uh, a plus Mary for a participant. And maybe that's why we're not seeing a lot of Shaq because there's no. Cause there's no there, nothing here. to show. Right. Um, so they get ready for their party, guests arrive. I think all the guests were her friends and family.
1: Is that no? Like, right? I think that no. They were so it was two married couples. And so the couple with the um, it was like the couple that was standing in front of Kirsten, they were with Shaq.
2: Hmm. I could have swore they were both Kirsten's people, but whatever.
1: It was his friends and then her cousin and her cousin's wife. I think it was a guy cousin.
2: I'll go with whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a confessional, they say that, you know, they really wanted uh, to get two married couples to be their guests at the houseworm because they really wanted some people that could give really good advice. I think that was really like, that was really smart. I was like, gosh, that is, that's like, that's some next level thinking. Like, I, I Pretty can't useful. believe you, Yeah, like, wow, that was, that's really a, an efficient way to use your time mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, in this show is to like, be around people that will give you good advice about being married. I was like, that is some that is mature. That yes. is like mature stuff right there.
1: Since the um, experts are nowhere to no be found. Nowhere to be
2: found. <laughs> uh, Pastor Cal's
1: like, I was just here in episode I 8. I was there yesterday. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um uh it's not enough. It's not enough. Uh they they uh they make small talk with their guests, look at their wedding pictures, uh, you know, then then they they we get down to the niggrit. So how are y'all? Like, how romantic was the honeymoon? You know, they say not that romantic. We did not consummate uh, the marriage. Well, at least you you guys—you know—you guys have kissed, right? And Kirsten says, "Well, you know, I'm just—I'm not a good kisser, so, so I didn't." Uh, Whoever's cousin it is, uh, Greg (laughs) says in a confessional, uh, "She needs to let him be the judge of her good or bad kissing." Yes, thank you, Greg. Make Greg an expert.
1: Did you notice? Because it didn't show up on my captions, because they were focusing on what the couples were saying. But did you notice that when they said, "Like, has there been like I'm not getting kiss energy"? Shaq in the background was like, "We kissed." Uh, he I did. Kiss I that. watched it three times. But, I came here because I was like, "I gotta say it." Came with, came with a
2: mission. Came <laughs> with a mission. I did. I because I was looking. I was like, you know, examining too, and he did not say that he has not gotten a kiss. Right. So, that, that supports your theory that they have kissed before. Yeah, they just, just not a lot. a lot. Yeah, he did not say anything like oh, I haven't gotten a single kiss. Yeah. He didn't say that. So, you know, maybe there is reason to believe that your theory is correct, that maybe they have kissed, they just, it maybe wasn't on camera mm-hmm. and they don't want to really like admit that. Um, you know, Shaq in a confessional says, you know, I know she's not a kisser, but we're going to have to like compromise and fix that because I am a kisser, but I-, I will be patient.
1: I do have a question. What do you think about that like is she just using this as a cop-out I'm not a good kisser like who's walking around saying that
2: I honestly like when you talk about the act of kissing like for one I just is she so repulsed by Shaq that she doesn't want to kiss him like is she afraid that if they get too far into it that they will that it would lead to something else. I don't understand the high value that she is placing on the kissing. I don't understand that. It's just—I mean, not to say that it's just kissing, but you're married to the man. Like she- I think it's okay if you kiss him. Like I just don't understand the high value she's placing on the act of kissing.
1: Here, here's another metaphor. She's treating oh, it go. like Let's a high, She's treating it like a high value treat. It's like, OK, I could have these little treats that I give the dogs, but if I really want them to do something, then I'll give them like a piece of meat or something like they're really going to want that. But like a little treat. Oh, I get that all the time. Whatever. Mm-hmm. That's like the hand hold handing the her rubbing his head, the yeah. just close contact. But then he wants the piece of meat and she's like, mm, I'm not good at giving that to you.
2: And I mean, the piece of meat is a kiss. Yeah. Like, usually, usually, usually the little treats sex. would be a kiss. Yeah, usually the kiss would be a little treat, but she has made the piece of meat the, the kiss, which I'm not sure what what her mindset is for that. Really, I mean, is it really that she doesn't think she's a good kisser? I that can't I find be that it. hard no to one believe. Says that.
1: Who said who's who's saying that? No one. Yeah, no I, one would I, ever know if you're a good kisser because unless they're kissing you.
2: And what makes you a bad? Like, what makes you a bad kisser? Like, I <laughs> like what what route are you taking with the kiss? Like, are we talking like full on French? Are we talking like, okay, we've talked about the show. Perfect match. Those, those kisses are perfect match. Those are bad. kisses. Yeah. You know why? Cause you see all the tongue slithering and you all see the saliva
1: string all
2: gross. Like, <laughs> like you see, like, but are we talking about just like a lip to lip kiss? How can you be bad at that? Like, how could you be bad at it? I'm not talking about I need a French kiss every time you kiss me. Like, I just want like lip to lip contact. Like, I I don't I really want to understand her mindset. And I wish you'd be honest with us. But I feel like we're not getting the whole truth there.
1: No, I think we're the amount of screen time we're getting is showing us what we will get from them. Nothing. Mm -hmm. I think we're not going to get any honesty. If they were to make it to decision day and they decided not to get a divorce. We're still going to be confused. Like, the, what was it? What's the real reason? Why? How did we even get here? Because no one in 16 seasons is going around saying, I myself am a bad kisser. That's why there's a lack here.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure if you've ever had a couple like Kirsten and Shaq who are this weird in this weird stage where mm-hmm. it's like, we don't hate each other. We get along quite well but we just have not passed the kissing phase. Like, like if they got to decision day and decided one way or the other, we wouldn't be shocked, I guess, because yeah. it's like, I don't know if you've ever had a couple like that, where they're just stuck in like in neutral. Like they don't, yeah. they, they they get along just well. Just, just They're just there. I don't know if you ever really had that. You've had boring yeah, couples. They but, are just
1: stuck in neutrals. Like, but those
2: boring couples are at least like progressing to a stage where they're like, having sex and all that. Kirsten and Shack are a boring couple that have done nothing.
1: Yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, But wait, no, yeah, you so, were talking. Yeah,
2: I, yeah, this is my <laughs> segregation. I was
1: like, okay, so. <laughs> uh,
2: so they, they do a little separation thing. They, uh, they each take, uh you know, the, the friends group and the cousins group each take Kirsten and to their designated spaces. Um, so Kirsten does talk to her friends about, you know, yeah, it's taken her a while to open up, but she's really trying. Uh, meanwhile, Shaq is asking, uh, you know, the, the cousins if he's being too patient. Um, the, the one of the, the woman the, Takina, I think her name was, says he has to figure out when he has to be, uh, you know, more forceful and when she needs to be more more But She does say it's going to be hard. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because she's giving me nothing. Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, he he does wonder if she's going to what's going to make her attracted to him within the eight weeks. Like what can he do to make her attracted? Nothing. Jack.
1: Yeah, you can't force it.
2: Yeah. Uh, Takina hopes that they can get past the friendship uh, level and at some point get intimate and physical. Uh, Glenn, Glenn, the male I don't know who, who. Glenn <laughs> says they have to let the chemistry build with intention. Uh, her friends say that uh, for him, the attraction has to build between them. And it's just, it's not there yet. Uh, let's see. where else up the shot. I that was honestly, honestly. <laughs> it's really
1: just pulling from <laughs> random quotes because. Yeah, that's it. It was just a whole pile of we could have done without. Yeah.
2: I, I, and, folks, I, I got it. That's pretty much it. They, there was a little segment in like the the big group to get together, which I thought was interesting, uh, where they do talk. They're talking to Jasmine Harris about the attraction issue. And Shaq goes, You know, she she was attracted to me at first, but now uh, she's rubbing all up on a bald head. she does. She rubs all his bald head. And curses, says, You have to let the attraction grow. You can get there. I was like, So, does that mean. That you're you're attracted attracted now
1: because you're still not kissing him, girl.
2: yeah. yeah. I need you to be a little more forthcoming. I don't know. Yeah.
1: The last thing she did say when she was with his friends was like she can't answer if she'll be with him for the rest of her life.
2: Yeah. I mean, but honestly, that was a dumb question in the first place. (laughs)
1: Let's be honest. (laughs) For two weeks in. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So once again, I'm sorry, y'all. I wish I was editing this show. I would put more of Kirsten and Shaq give
2: me some I mean it looks like we're going to get a little bit of something next week. Um, yes,
1: a little bit of conflict, but it might be similar to the last time where he's the one outraged and she's the one being even killed and it's just like
2: So I tried to decipher what's going on there and I think I figured out that maybe he wants to go out somewhere with like his friends and she's like no I want you to stay here with me. Because I want to be around you, and mm-hmm. he says she got what she wanted, but I'm miserable. Is I think the word he used. You're miserable. Wow. So right. I think that might be the issue if I'm trying to edit read. So who knows?
1: They did get that other scene in the previews that she's saying they're taking things to the next level.
2: Oh yeah, because I think this this is the uh, chemistry intimacy connection one. night where you try to enforce intimacy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, who you knows might get the strawberry maybe yeah that could definitely be uh be the week that we get the strawberry quote-unquote kiss or not yeah so that'll be interesting to see hopefully it, it sparks something within them and gives them some level of like interesting for the season because we haven't gotten Please. it yet
1: really yeah um so the next couple well let's rate
2: them <laughs> oh yes yes of course <laughs> so. um it, you know they're stuck in neutral they're they're stuck at a three for me. Like, what, were we at were we at threes last
1: week? We were. We we've been at three since we started going. Since we came back to the numeric rating system.
2: Yeah, something's gonna happen. Something's gotta happen to shift that one way or the other. I'm I'm sick of being stuck at this three with <laughs> something's with to Give. Yeah, something's gotta happen. So we'll we'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, because it just always seems like she's she starts to like it more, but then we were like, wait, we're still in the same place physically. So mm-hmm. what is going to shift that for you? Because he's just getting more and more frustrated. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Jasmine and Eris. Uh, they took Duchess for a walk. So that was cool. It did. It, I was a little uneasy the way that Eris was holding that leash. I was he's like, a little
2: too loose
1: with it. <laughs> way too loose with it.
2: <laughs> like, At least he's walking the dog. At least yes. he seems to like the dog. So Right.
1: It does seem it's like something. he has built a bond with Duchess. Uh, I was like, oh, all Duchess got to do is one little sprint. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> um, and so let's see. So we have Eris meeting up with Felina. Felina, you're back. <laughs> Welcome back, Felina.
2: You gave, you gave, hey. you gave, Felina. You did your thing.
1: Uh, right. Well, how does how does Jasmine say her name? Did she say Falina? Falina,
2: Falina, Falina?
1: It's definitely um, not She does Felina. say it, she it's does say interestingly. Or Falina. Falina,
2: that's what it is. Yeah. Falina. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to keep calling her Falina. Right.
1: Like, yeah, no, I think Jasmine is just she just doesn't care. She's
2: she's being a pageant queen. She's yeah. saying it eloquently.
1: Yeah. She's like that's Enunciating. my day. Yeah. Don't you hear how I say her name? That's a dig. <laughs> um so he's talking about how like she has attraction for him, but he's not there yet with the attraction. And so Felina's like, "So in other words, you're not attracted to her." He's like, "I knew
2: well, it, <laughs> I knew it."
1: <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, well, I like she is attractive. The just it, I'm just not, you know, attract. She's just not my type." Helena's like, "You know, attraction ain't only physical." <laughs> Like Felina I was with
2: so, the advice. Felina, like, really kind of like went back and forth for me. She like, did. You know, so I was like, I was like, oh, that's good advice. Oh, you being shady, like that's. It went back and forth like that. I was like, you're actually talking the real sense right now. Oh, you're just you're you're crapping on Jasmine like in the next yes the next breath like,
1: next breath almost was, same breath in some cases yeah it was really uh back and forth. Yeah, Um, so he says, like, right now for him, there's a wall up. He's usually a very physical person, but he has a wall up. um, And but but he knows, like, if she's in a room when he's not there, she's going to speak up for him. If he's sick, she's going to take care of him.
2: She's going to treat me so well. She does so much for me. That's all this guy talks about. Like, he never talks anything about what he's going to do for her. It's all about what she can do for him and i am i am like i'm so sick of this guy like it's just the way he speaks about her and the way that he is all about himself and how much of a sex god he is and you mm-hmm. know just it's 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 a lot and i'm getting I'm getting tired of it like some the the two needs to change at some point
1: right yeah i'm it's it, it, i'm exhausted yeah. um, so when he says that like he likes he he knows that she would do those things for him. Felina's like, then what's the problem? He's like, there's just not not any sexual attraction. Like when we lay down at night, I go right to sleep.
2: Mm. Like hey, imagine, imagine you're in the you're in the bed next to a beauty queen, next to Jasmine, and he's like, who who wants to be who wants to be desired by you? Who wants to go to that level with you? He just like, nope, going to sleep. Bye. Like,
1: what? Ridiculous. Is wrong with you. Like honestly. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Felina's like, well, what did she say to all this? He's like, well, she handled it like a lady. And we get a confessional. Mm. Mm. Felina's like, Jasmine seems so fake to me. If that hurts you, say it hurt you. Uh
2: she did. First of all, she just right. said it in a mature like rational way. Like yeah. I'm sorry if she did not get all ratchet and like go off on him and like throw chairs at him or Literally, something like you would have done Felina, but that's just not how we all handle ourselves. She wanted to her you. to
1: go off. Everybody yep. don't do that. Mm-mm. Um so he's like, well, there is a housewarming party. She's like not
2: going. <laughs>
1: I'm not she, going to that.
2: He didn't even get the word party out. She's like, not going. You're right. I gonna be there.
1: She said, I don't want to be invested in something that ain't going nowhere. And it doesn't seem like you're invested.
2: Wow. I was like, ooh, okay.
1: It's like that's (laughs) very true.
2: Yes, but I think even if you don't think it's gonna work, you should support your family if they ask for your support. Right. In certain ways. In in this situation, I would say, All right, I'll come there to support you if I if you're not gonna be a jerk, which unfortunately I think if she was invited, she would have been a jerk. Uh, or if she had agreed to come, she would have been a jerk. And I just think if you, if even if you think it's not going to work and your person asking you for support, you should still go.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and so he, she's like, Do you even want to be married? I was like, Is this decision day?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he's like, I do want to be married. Um, and is like, I don't pretend to know everything, but be a man and have sex with your wife. Wow. And uh, it's it's funny because on After Party, uh, Jasmine did not like that advice because she was like, don't just say go, just go do it. Right. As if
2: she's an object.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh,
2: At the time when Felina said that, I was like part of that. I was like, okay, I mean. Yeah, I think I was probably wrong for thinking this. I was just like, but yeah, go at least like. See if something stirs within you. Mm-hmm. But think like a
1: Jake and Haley.
2: Yes, that's true. So yeah, I, I do think that was bad advice overall. Mm. Um, but I, I think part of it would be take the plunge and lead up to that, and see if you get interested as you are leading up to the act. I would say yeah. I don't know. But I do, I do agree with Jasmine. She's like, people just say, oh, just go have sex with her. Like as if it's just a chore to do. Mm -hmm. like Check off your list, which yes, is not what you should be speaking about
1: anyone really. Right. And I I, I just think he needs a one-on-one therapy session to really dive into what it is. It can't be just that he's not physically, that she's not his type. People can be physically attracted to people who aren't their type. We don't have an on and off switch of like, My type, not my type. I'm attracted. I'm not attractive. It's just he needs to really narrow it down. Like, was there something on the honeymoon that turned him off? Or like, what is it?
2: I think Cal hit on something when he talked to them last episode of like, maybe he's feeling too pressured to really make this successful, make it work. Mm -hmm. And he's really getting in his head about it. Maybe I think that that hits on something. Because yeah. I don't see how you, how you don't, just have you have no desire with jazz. I, like, mm-hmm. I just don't see it. <laughs> right. there I don't believe like, you. <laughs> you no, <know>, there's like <laughs> there's a not my type, and then there is a like I just I have to, no, I have zero attraction to this person. I don't want to do anything with them. It, it, it boggles my mind how Eris Eris. Could be feeling this way about Jasmine, right? It, just, it doesn't add up to me. Like it's like
1: the math ain't mathing, like, not
2: mathing. Like the formula is wrong. Yeah, like, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um. So we get a scene of like Eris is like working on the couch, and Jasmine comes home, Um, and she she says like she needs to pick up some decorations for the housewarming. He's like, okay, look, I know I want you know. Both of us to be comfortable here, um, but you were a little hesitant to invite Felina to the party. So we get a flashback to him writing the guest list <laughs> and uh, he was like, Felina. And she's like, who else? Who are you inviting? Who are you inviting?
2: So he, he said Felina and his friend. She, she said, so your friend.
1: Right. Like,
2: <laughs> just ignored the Felina part. Like, totally. yeah.
1: Exactly. And so then we get back to them on the couch and Jasmine's like, yeah, with everything being so fresh and new, she's not somebody I'm comfortable being around. And we get a confessional where Jasmine says she basically feels like Felina thinks she's a fake person. And and so then Eris is like, OK, well, I already invited her and she didn't want to come. And Jasmine's like, well, I, obviously it's mutual.
2: Yeah, I, I like so I did like she's like, yeah, we're not inviting Felina. He's like, well, I went ahead and invited her anyway. Right? And Jasmine was like, why? Why would you do that? I specifically told you we're not inviting her, but yet you invited her anyway. That I think that would have been a bigger problem for me than anything else. And they Mm -hmm. didn't they didn't dive into that. Like it was just a momentary look from Jazz, like, why would you do that when I said I didn't want her to be here? Right. Which is interesting. So Exactly. Like
1: his act of inviting her against her wishes is a bigger deal than the relief that Felina's not coming. Like, wait, 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 wait. Why did you do that in the first place? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, Eris tries to explain away how they just have differences. He's like, you know, Felina. She has a big personality. She she just stands ten toes down, and you know, uh, she right now she just doesn't think this marriage is real. And who knows when it will be real for her? We could be years from now at, at cousin's night, laughing about how she didn't come to the uh, come to the housewarming.
2: Somehow I doubt it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I think.
2: I think in uh what is it? We got six weeks. We got six weeks left. I think in seven weeks, Felina will be going. Remember when you married that girl that I told you not to marry, and then you're now not together anymore. How about that? <laughs> I think that will be what will happen more likely. Exactly.
1: Where's she at now?
2: <laughs> yeah. Where's she at? You don't even know. Right.
1: Probably doing some pageants.
2: Yeah, right, right, right. Up on the stage, doing a walk like this, and waving her hand, putting a crown on her head, putting a sash,
1: like she does, like she do. Oh, uh, so
2: where's your pageant queen at, Erin? Where's she at? She ain't here.
1: He would We're never. We night. He would never hear the end of it.
2: Never, ever, mm-hmm. ever hear the end of it.
1: So we get the housewarming party and uh, it's like his two friends and her either aunt and sister or both of them were her aunts. I don't, wasn't was yeah, It was sure. an aunt and
2: a sister. Okay.
1: And so they're talking about, uh, they ask her like, oh, you know, with all the dogs that you have, do they sleep in the bed with you? She's like, uh, yeah, I have a king size bed. It's four dogs. Four is a lot.
2: Yeah. Four is a, like, and are they all as big as Duchess? Like, right. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Uh, how do you
2: how do you find a space for Eris in, right? that, in that mess? I just.
1: I mean, you see how small Cinnamon and Pepper are. I even mm. have to be watching my feet. If I'm adjusting in the bed, because one day I hit my feet on Pepper and she just, she's like, and got off the how bed. Dare I was you? so mad. I was so sad that I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that wasn't intentional. I was just moving.
2: You had to give her extra carrots, I'm sure, that <laughs>
1: she imagined that she just kicked me off the bed (laughs) um so they she she says how uh they're just getting into like their relationship she says how communication isn't her strong suit and eris goes prime example was making the guest list i wanted to invite my cousin felina and she just she just wouldn't put her on the list Mm -hmm. why are you bringing that up
2: he just throws her right under the bus.
1: Literally. Like,
2: uh, let me tell you about all our problems. Right. <laughs> let me get y'all all up in our business.
1: Exactly. It's like, this is so inappropriate in front of other people. Because the the key is you tell other people about your problems. They know your problems, right? Then you go mm-hmm. on and you forgive them. The, the people that knew the problems, they didn't go through that healing process in order to forgive. Nope. So you're just frustrating things for yourself. Um, so she, she says to them that her and Felina had a conversation. She just didn't feel respected. And Eris is like, yeah, like, it's like the two most important women in my life. And, you know, it's early and, but then her aunt is like, yeah, but Jasmine's your wife and that should be your priority.
2: Even though you did only meet Jasmine seven days. (laughs) Yeah, true,
1: true, true. Um, and he just talks about, he's like, yeah, you know, Felina's blunt and I just understand her bluntness and He's just trying to make it seem like they're just two different people without actually acknowledging the fact that Felina has directly disrespected Jasmine. Yeah, yeah. Jasmine to her face. That's the that's the problem. Not just, oh, personality differences.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was a jerk. Like <laughs> there's a difference.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, so he went into the room with her aunt and her sister and they said, like, oh, what if Jasmine one day up and decided, like, she wasn't going to give up her dogs? Like, what would you do? And he was like, oh, I'd be super excited. Like, we'd keep Duchess, But, it's like, what kind of question was this?
2: Where did this come from? No I idea. It, it seems out of left field, like, what if, what if Jasmine was willing to give up her dogs? Like, who, who asked for her to do that? Like, what's the scenario? Like, you just came out with this weirdness.
1: Like, what? And he's like, <laughs> why is that on the table?
2: Right, like, <laughs> was there a conversation piece we missed there? I, I did like, like in the in all these episodes, which is so funny because they're all you know. Everyone's like, "So, Eris, do you want to give us a tour of the rest of the house?" Yeah, I was like, "Oh, yes, sure." <laughs> like, well, this is the bedroom.
1: Yeah, it's like Nicole. She's like, "This is the tour. This is the kitchen. This is the li- y'all have not moved an inch.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't
1: require a tour at all." it's a a simple point would do let me
2: take you into the bedroom five steps that way so we can have our conversation
1: yes we know what you're doing yeah
2: um
1: so she goes to talk uh jasmine talks to his two friends who have these very they both have on these hats and they have these circle glasses and they look they're just two different heights but look the same (laughs) like
2: uh rudy on after party but it's so wonderfully she's like <laughs> the mario and luigi of 2022 i was like yes <laughs> fantastic yes rudy, said, this oh, is we, about we have to be on tv for.
1: let's Dude, put on our a, best
2: we have like a clothing line or something they're trying to right? promote like what what was it like is there so, is there like a bunch of stuff on the cutting room floor where they're like facing camera and talk about, and I got this fly hat from, right. <laughs> like, blah, 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 blah. Like, yes.
1: Oh, they were Like, d- you know were- I was not going to
2: go on the show, right? We're not going to be promoting your fat your, your clothing line for you.
1: They were standouts for sure in the appearance department. Um, but she, t- Jasmine tells them, like, she's like, we're not having sex. There's no sexual, chem- sexual chemistry. And like, she said, we do have a lot in common. We just, we just don't have that. So. I don't know, I, I mean, well, the last thing was him, uh, he with with her aunt and sister, he was like, he doesn't want to get stuck doing what they're doing. He thinks they need a plan to kind of get out of this because he's afraid they're just going to keep this is going to be the same. They're going to be in the same place at the end of the eight weeks.
2: But, but the plan is in his hands. He the problem needs to is up, you, plan. So you are the one that needs to come up with the plan because she's just trying to be herself and it's not working for you. So you need to come up with a plan. Like it's not her plans. You need to find a plan. I don't know. I don't know what a plan would be to become attracted to someone. I, I, I don't understand Eris one bit at all. I don't all. get it.
1: Yeah, because he literally is making it seem like she got to do something to get me attracted to her. Right. Like. <laughs> What are you talking about? Are you okay?
2: <laughs> That's okay, because Eric's going to get his comeuppance next episode.
1: <laughs> yes, we. So we did get a preview. Uh, so the preview. Oh well, actually, let's also talk about them at that potluck. Oh yes, yes, yes. So when they were at the potluck, Clint asked, "Are they getting frisky?" And uh, oh, Aris-
2: I love Jasmine's face. She was like. Oh
1: right like
2: why why is he why is this dirty old man asking about people getting freaky again like this guy doesn't stop
1: yes they said they're not getting frisky they said they there is some occasional kissing but she's like i'm sexually attracted to him he's not sexually attracted to me how tired do you think she is of saying that?
2: So tired. Oh, so, she's gotta be so I, I don't even know why she's still saying it. Same. Like,
1: this yeah
2: we don't need to hear it every time.
1: Every time. And it I feel like it's just a like a like a a, a stab at her ego every time. Like
2: a you know, like producer's off camera, like, say the thing. Like she held right. up a car, like say the thing.
1: You're attracted to him.
2: Yeah, say it. Go ahead. We need to hear it again. She's like, oh, my God, fine. I'm attracted to him, but he's not attracted to me. I'm sure she regrets the first time she ever said that because now she has to say it every day.
1: They're like, that's perfect. Just if you keep saying that, short, sweet, to the point. (laughs) It's like, no, that's awful. But uh, she says that, and he's like, yeah, this is all new for me too. No, that doesn't he's like, relate. Oh.
2: He's like, oh yeah, because it's it's so new that he's not attractive. She, she is, she is like, she's bitter at this point. She's yeah. done with this man and his nonsense.
1: Yeah, Sha- Shaq. That's when he chimed in. He's like, no, it'll grow. You just have to allow it to grow.
2: Shaq, what you? Are- <laughs> You can't even get a kiss, my man. I don't think you are the one that needs to be given out advice. And
1: he's still wondering about attraction. He don't he can't confidently say that he knows that Kirsten is attracted to him now. He just can say, well, she rubs my head.
2: Yeah, that's 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 progress <laughs> for, for, for him and, and Kirsten.
1: Exactly. Um, but we did get a preview for next week. And COVID has found its way to Eris.
2: Felina at that at that lunch was like, <laughs> 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 oh yeah, I just had a little tickle in my throat. Mm-hmm. She uh, she she gave Eris COVID. I mean, that's the only person that's been around. Uh, Eris has been around Jasmine, you know, so
1: right the two and, and two together. I'm just I'm curious though how he would have it and she doesn't. Aren't they living? She, in close he was around. I
2: mean that yes that's sure. I mean, but um, I guess they
1: aren't they aren't being physical. They probably haven't kissed in a while. Um, <laughs> but we did a, a, it may not you know may take him out for a few days but it doesn't take him out completely because uh, they we do get a scene of them together and he's like um, so are you falling in love with me And she said no
2: that could have been before we found out the COVID diagnosis.
1: oh true 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 it could have
2: I do I do hope that this doesn't like totally put them at a standstill for two weeks I mean who knows what the you know Quarantine, what the mass quarantine policy is at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, like, or if the, you know, the CDC policy was at the time, where if they have to like stop filming them for a certain amount of time, who knows?
1: Right. They're um, like, uh, you know what to do. Pull out your phone, send it to us. <laughs> 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 we're going to, we're going to keep seeing. So, day three,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's going to be FaceTiming and Zooming all the whole time.
1: Right. Uh, And it Eris is probably relieved because he's like, okay, we don't have to talk about intimacy right now, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. Uh, So, where okay, last week we were at, um, I was at a one and you were at a two. We had flip flop because the previous week I was at a two, you were at a one.
2: Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to take them down to a one just yet, but I feel like they're getting closer. Like, (laughs) I feel like she is starting to her her patience is starting to wane mm-hmm. for 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 him and you know his his cousin. Uh, so yeah, it's it's getting down to a pretty low two, but I'm going to keep it at two for now.
1: Okay, I'm going to maintain my one because there was nothing about tonight's episode or last night's episode that pushed it me up to a hope. two. Yeah, <laughs> nothing at all. So I, I, I'm just I just feel like the longer this goes on, the more over it Jasmine will be. And mm-hmm. I don't care how long it takes Aries to come around. Once he starts coming around, she may, she's gonna be done. I
2: bet she is just so tired of, of like we said, giving that line. Like, I find him attractive, but she doesn't find because she's probably like, I don't even find him that attractive. Like right?
1: I just She's like, he's I, a six at best. Oh, right. Like I felt I
2: was being nice to the guy. And he's just like being so like rude like I, I'm sure that her attraction is is growing lesser and lesser now yeah it's like just as much as we can grow an attraction we can lose attraction as well so and he
1: thinks, that he, he thinks he has such the upper hand that's the problem yeah
2: yeah I just I don't think he deserves that confidence that he has like
1: <laughs> who told him she <laughs> did yeah, true this episode is brought to you by visit Williamsburg
2: Uh, we start with Nicole having lunch with her friend uh, Julianne. Uh, she's given, you know, everyone has to give the update about, you know, oh, I haven't seen you since the wedding. Here's what happened on the honeymoon. So Nicole gives her the update. Uh, she basically this whole episode for Nicole can be summed up as why isn't he meaner to me? Like <laughs> I <laughs> want him to be mean so to me. Nice. Yeah, she tells her friend like he's everything that women say they want. And, you know, I used to be like, when that used to happen to me, I used to go on dates and I used to say, that guy's too nice. And I used to run away from that. But now I'm realizing that maybe what I need and what I want. And, uh, you know, I realized those are amazing qualities. And she says, you know, it's really just tough for her to take compliments, which, you know, he comments her all the time, but she's starting to have doubts and wonders. If he's just saying these things to make her happy and he doesn't really mean them. And, you know, she's really just kind of waiting for the shoe to drop, waiting for something to go wrong because nothing's gone wrong yet. Uh, Julianne says, well, if you guys are building a great foundation, which sounds like you are, then you'll be able to handle those, you know, those squabbles that are going to come up, you know, in the in the future. Uh, Nicole is just keeps saying things like, I'm just so afraid that I'm going to be the cause of our issues and I'm going to drive. She's driving herself crazy, wondering when that's going to happen normally she would be, you know, she would be running at this point, but, you know, thinking it's too good to be true, but now she's committed to this because they're married, so she's sticking in there, and she's going to keep being vulnerable, keep being herself. Uh, She's, you know, we end that segment, just just keep saying, I'm just so worried that things are going to go wrong. If self-sabotage was a person, Nicole would be the the person of Mm self-sabotage.
1: Absolutely. Because, girl, what Everything is so great. Don't go looking for issues. This is the continue is this is still the honeymoon period. Just yes. enjoy each other. Don't overthink it. Don't don't try to mess it up. She's already feeling guilty thinking that uh, for a future thing that may not even happen because mm-hmm. in the present moment Chris is too nice and too uh, and not capable of ending it. When they have a future imaginary problem, <laughs> yeah,
2: uh so they're setting up for their housewarming party. uh they have decided to uh, do a flamingo uh theme they're calling it flamingo.
1: she was so really, excited about
2: this, really obnoxiously cute um,
1: <laughs>
2: she uh she tries to get him to wear a shirt that is like flamingo esque themed I guess it's mm-hmm. it's two different patterns on this two different sides of the shirt um he says you know it's a little much for me but i'll wear it if you want me to she says oh i don't want to pressure you i don't want to pressure you You don't want to mm-hmm. wear it Uh don't don't wear it uh, i think this is a very interesting contrast to what we got last season with uh with Kristen and mitch just wear the shirt wear the shirt <laughs> just suck it up wear a stupid shirt And and I just I feel like Nicole is like she's trying to get him to argue with her. Like, if you just tell me if you don't want to wear it, if you don't like it, just don't just tell me. She Mm. just keeps doing these things, like checking in with him. Like, if you don't, if just tell me if you don't want it, like go ahead, yell at me. Please yell at me. Just tell me you don't just tell me to stuff the shirt up my butt. Like, just tell me you don't like it. (laughs) Tell me you hate me because I made you wear this shirt. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. it. Like, I feel like she's she's trying to bait him into like arguing with her. He's like, no, if you want me to wear it, I'll wear it. It's not that big of a deal.
1: Right. And you know, some people just like to argue mm-hmm. maybe she's one of those people she feels the absence of it and it's like wait that that has that's what has fueled so many of my past relationships or maybe she doesn't like to argue but she's like grown accustomed to it like that is a part of a, the relationship to move it forward cuz oh we have conflict we make up and we're growing through that and then the fact that there's none of that just like friction she's like wait a second how do we grow
2: Maybe, maybe he just sh- he should have taken a shirt and just made it into an argument, just to get it out of the way.
1: Right? It's They're almost like about
2: it. it's almost like the like if you have like sexual tension and you need to just and once you you know do the sex, the tensions out of the way and you can move on. Maybe they just need to you you know what? I hate this shirt. And I hate that you got it for me. And you, you you don't have good taste in shirts. Like they have a stupid argument. Like all right, fine, we got it. We our first argument's done. You good? We good? We right move on from now it's like she is so worried about when this is gonna happen it's like let's get out of the way then
1: yeah
2: <laughs> uh their guests arrive uh his brother shows up and her friends uh juliana and jackie show up uh we're waiting on another guest to arrive Devontae. i was like oh she's, she's
3: yeah chris, i was like
2: this got a black friend oh yes. <laughs> okay okay chris all right <laughs> Uh, they give the guests like stupid, you know, Hawaiian leis. They take them all to the living room, show off the wedding pictures. Of course, Nicole has to say, well, they try to give us this picture, but I hate this picture. <laughs> like, There's a infamous picture that we yeah. saw her ranting about last episode. Such um, a big deal. But if she hates it, why does she show all the other people the bad picture? She, she literally
1: took it. It wouldn't have ever been seen. She opens Never. it up, takes it out of the back so they could see.
2: Yeah. Uh, she brings out the matching shirt. She's like, these are what we're supposed to wear. But Chris uh, stood up to, for to me and told me he didn't want to wear them. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's so odd how they just they treat they treat Chris like this, like delicate little baby. Like, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, he stood up to me. I'm so proud of him for standing up to me. I mean, but because but like she says, like everyone at the wedding told her that Chris has been a pushover. And he's been walked over in the past. So I think she's just like, that's really gotten to her. She's like, oh, he's standing up to me. Like, this is not like him. Like, like everyone has said. So mm. this is an improvement in Chris. I just, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> So weird. Yeah, it is. So they do the little, you know, separation thing. Her friends take Chris uh, into a separate room. Uh, they ask him, how's, how's it going? He says, things are going better than expected. But, you know, she does get a little upset in certain situations. But he does like that she is strong and opinionated uh juliana says how do you handle her when she you know when she blows up like that he's like well we haven't it's not really directed at me so i'm not really sure yet how he would handle that because it hasn't it's not really been a fight against me it's been a fight against pictures <laughs> like,
1: right i guess
2: and different other things <laughs> i'm um, not
1: even sure if he has other examples
2: yeah <laughs> uh so uh, uh nicole and her his brother are still t- at the kitchen talking we get a knock at the door and what do you know? It's Devonte.
1: Who Devontae, is a black man?
2: Who is a black man? I was like, all right, Chris. Uh, Devonte comes in and Nicole is like, Nicole is like, is really soccer mommy. She's like, so you want you want some food? I got some food here for you. Got a little treat for you. Devonte comes in. He's like, I think he already knows Chris's brother. Like he and Chris's brother. Like, yeah. Up, he's like, so where's Chris? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is weird. Why is it just us and his wife? Like what's right. going on?
1: I'm like, Devante, there are only so many options.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that room uh, or that room.
2: Yeah. So they start talking. Devante asks her, so have you had guys had any arguments? Uh, she says, no, he does like appease me a lot. And, you know, I know that I've heard so much in the, about in the past, how he's been walked over and I don't want the same thing to happen here. Um, she keeps, I keep having to ask him, like, what do you really think? Like, And honestly, nothing, nothing annoys a lot of people more than when someone does that. Like, but no, what do you really think? I just like I just told you what I really think. Mm -hmm. I'm not lying to you. Like that's what I really think. Like, you know, that will happen to me. And. (laughs) <laughs> my wife's like but but no what do you really think not the answer you think i want to hear right? what what do you realize like no that was what i really like even if i i think what's happening with chris a lot is what happens to me like if i don't care mm-hmm. they will just give an answer I'm like no but what do you really think like i, I want to be like what i really think i don't care but i can't yeah. tell you that <laughs> um so she she really wants him just to be like upfront with her and like tell him what she he really thinks
1: yeah, Which, but it, then it's like, and I'm sure maybe you feel this way too, but if you say something and then someone's like, no, tell me what you really think, then you're like, well, if you thought what I just said was untrue, then you're not going to believe anything that comes out of my mouth until yeah, it's just true. A, what you wanted to hear.
2: And then sometimes it feels like if I tell you the answer that you wanted you think i'm lying yeah which i'm not i just we have the same answer like, right <laughs> it's 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 interesting that way um, she says you know she is open to compromise but it doesn't make her happy that sh- that he does things only to make her happy but when they you know when big things come up in their lives she really wants to know what he thinks so they can really talk about situations and both compromise and both be happy uh chris tells her friends that you know she has an issue when he does things for her and all that stuff. And he's like, I, I just wonder if it's from her past. like, And she's been hurt before. So her friend says, yes, that's exactly it. Uh, she does want someone to challenge her. And my least favorite term, in marry a first sight, keep her in check.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and the friend says, just make sure you're just not being a pushover.
1: You see how when we were talking about Dom needing someone more dominant, we never said she needs somebody to keep her in check. That just doesn't come up.
2: (laughs) That's just a terrible phrase, and I wish no one would ever use it. No one should have to keep you in check. Like you should be tall. Like no one should have to like to to do that to you for you, whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, Chris and Nicole, the shining stars at the group potluck. Because
1: oh wait, I was going to ask you about Devante. Did you notice he had like a do rag line on his head?
2: Oh, I didn't notice. That yeah, at I
1: was all. like, "Oh, he had that on in the car." He said, "Waves are about to be on swim." When I walk <laughs> into this apartment, <laughs> it was a fresh but you know, line. He,
2: but you know, he took it off where he got this into this room with all these white people. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Uh,
2: yeah, so Chris and Nicole, are the stars of the pilot, because they are the ones that have had sex. There is more talk of blowing backs out. Aris, Aris uh, is with Jasmine in confession. He's like, "So Nicole, the first one to get her back blown out, and Jasmine is just so embarrassed." She's like, oh,
1: "Literally, because like I, for, for, it. for one, cool. this is not a joke because it's a serious issue between us right now." So it's like, "Yeah, I know we've said in the past, like Aris has had some funny confessionals, but this specific confessional with Jasmine, that's just a little hitting a little too close to home."
2: And then Clint has to come in like Clint and Aaron are the, the just the dirty old man of the season. And Clint has to come in he's like anything crazy going on in the bedroom? And you know to, to Nicole's credit she takes it. She's like yeah his back's were hurt because he's been blowing my back out all the time. I was like oh my god come on.
3: Oh my god. Can we
2: stop? Can we stop? Yeah the only other thing really is, is Nicole trying to like convince Dom to like give the relationship another try.
1: Right, like Nicole, give it up, Pastor Cal. St- what do you call it? Striked out, stru- struck out, struck out. I was like what's the past <laughs> tense? Oh my goodness, words uh, are it, difficult. Where
2: words is hard. <laughs> um, so, all right, that's it for for Chris and Nicole. Uh, do I even have to ask what your rating is for this for this week?
1: Well, okay, my, are you
2: faltering it?
1: well okay let's do our ratings and let's
2: talk about the preview oh okay yes so
1: yes Uh, I'm a 5
2: yep 5 here I I feel like I feel like it could if she keeps going with this level with this line of like how she's going I think it could dip because he could get a little like frustrated with her doing like being so paranoid about things going wrong it could dip to a 4 but as of right now it's still a solid but yes let's talk about how this could go wrong in the preview
1: so we did get a sneak peek Uh, scene of Chris and um, Nicole. And I was nervous because I'm like, I don't know what I'm about to see. Are they going to spoil something for for five weeks from now? (laughs) You just have to watch with caution. So it starts out with Chris talking about his own body insecurities. And then he was like, I just want you to know, I was asked about appearance and I said, beautiful face, beautiful smile, but a little thicker than what I normally go for, but not in a bad way. Why would he say this?
2: Why would you number one in in the first place say that to camera at any moment? Yes, that was your first mess up. The second mess up is I understand he wanted to get ahead of it (laughs) before she saw it on on the show, but y'all still too new in this. Like Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to bite the bullet when the show airs. Whatever how many months it is after after you said it, because at that point, y'all have been together longer and it will not come as cross as badly as it has now, because mm-hmm. saying it now, you know, two weeks into your into your marriage, it hits a little worse than it would if you had more time and experience with her. Um, so, yeah, just bad, just bad moves on Christmas part all the way around.
1: Yeah, because it's only now, like, for her to hear so she said it's jarring, so like, now you're having to deal with the present reaction for what you said that she hasn't even seen mm-hmm. and then just first of all, just should have never said it.
2: Never said it. And I mean,
1: he's clearly having regrets for saying it, but just like, why would that ever come out of your mouth, Chris?
2: Yeah, like, use your brain. <laughs> like, you know that whoever your wife is going to be, she's going to see that. hmm And uh, it's so dumb i just chris you better chris you better.
3: please please. you know
2: you you already know that she is you know she can be insecure so this is going to send her into a whole new spiral
1: Mm -hmm.
2: uh, which we're gonna have to deal with um so
1: she's she's just gonna start thinking he's not really saying what he means because okay she hears him say this this is something she's never heard him say so she's like okay that's how you really felt and you said that in front of a camera what are you not really telling me?
2: Yeah, it's going to send her on a whole new spiral. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, real bad move. I mean, Chris has made some blunders the past couple weeks. I just, I maybe he a,
1: might be the downfall.
2: Yeah, I need him to get it in check because <laughs> yeah, tighten it up, Chris. This is not a good look to <laughs> way. It
1: up. Yeah, it um, up. Um, uh, our faithful listener, South Jersey Pete, said that he thinks that Nicole is the best spouse since. Uh, I can't remember since. I who. think he said
2: Brianna. I think I saw it too. I think he said Brianna from season from from Brianna and Vincent.
1: Oh yeah, from Brianna and Vincent. I think he said a he um, messaged me on Twitter. Oh, since Steve.
2: That's Steve.
1: <laughs> he thought Steve was a good spouse.
2: I, I think I think Nicole was way better than Steve at the moment. Yeah, Steve Steve, Steve. 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 Steve was a good spouse, but he did he definitely had some faults. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't perfect.
1: <laughs> right. Um, uh, but
2: yeah, I, I think Nicole is, as of right now, Nicole's a A1 spouse. Mm-hmm. I think in Nicole and in Shaq, I think so far we've gotten two really great spouses. Two people that are patient, understanding,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: are serious about the process, ready to work through it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I do think that we have two uh, two really great pros- Married First Sight prospects in those two people here. Uh, and I think Nicole and Chris themselves have a opportunity to be one of the better Married First Sight couples if things keep going well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think as much crap as we as we give the experts, if we have a, a one couple like Nicole and Chris come out of this, that'll be a win for the show uh, for, for seasons sure. to come, because even if we, <laughs> we're desperate to get successful couples in these seasons, we haven't had one at this point.
1: And Since season, uh, season
2: 12. twelve,
1: we need a win.
2: <laughs> we Need a win, y'all. We need a win. Even me, who I'm like, I want 80% mess, 20% love. I would like to see a successful couple come out of this, like at some point, because at, at some point, the lifetimes gonna be like, what are we doing this for? Like, and, at, it, and end the show.
1: Yeah, and if you haven't seen season twelve, it's on Netflix now.
2: Yeah, it's new on Netflix. So go watch uh, it. Yeah, so one of the one of the one of the messier seasons. Yes. for. For many reasons. Yeah, go check that out. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and then, you know, that was in back. the well, yeah. I mean, that was in the Asian Amy days. Yes. Uh, I do believe I guested that season a couple times. hmm Uh so yeah, go check go check that yeah. out. Check out the podcast coverage, check out the Netflix, binge it, binge the podcast, do all that fun stuff.
1: Exactly. Uh so yeah, let's let's uh end it with Gina and Clint. Um, not too too much, but Major development is Gina has decided to move into the apartment. She's like, yeah. she realized after a conversation with Pastor Cal that they need to make a move. So it's like one good thing came out of these Pastor Cal conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can say that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, mean I guess, I mean, moving in is something.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah. I think, I think Pastor Cal uh shamed her enough to get her to come into the into the it looked like both of them were actually moving in at the at the time. I guess right. Like, I
1: guess he didn't he's like, I'm no supposed to stay move at home. She yeah. to be there. Yeah. So they went from living in the same building to moving into their apartment. Yeah. Um, so he he goes to play uh, frisbee with his friend Andrew, who First he met through the city. He's like, is like a
2: frisbee? I let I me mean, get that let me get over there like let me <laughs> let me frizz it up with you bros right.
1: he said he, he met andrew through the sailing com- community
2: through the sailing community yeah his his yacht's next to my yacht
1: <laughs> he talks about how uh gina isn't really outdoorsy and she's always just focused on the salon and he feels like the physical attraction has been a real barrier for them and he talked he, when he talked to pastor cal he realized like okay the you're, they're gonna have to find attraction from the inside out. And Andrew's like, you know, when I think about other situations outside of this, it's a lot easier because there's no pressure when there's no attraction. Like you have time to build on it. And in this situation, y'all have so much pressure to make it work. Good points. Yeah, All I was points. like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that is solid. Yeah. So he, Clint says they are in a better place than they were. Um, he did meet Hank, her dog, and you know he he thinks he's a good dude but then he was it's like good. hey is we have the- good
2: dude man he's, yeah. good
1: dude. he's like we have the same hair so how could she say she doesn't like redheads
2: that was funny i could, yeah. i did i did note that when i saw hank with with clint like i think it was this episode of last I was like they have about the same hair and, yeah and gina's hair is even that far off from clint's hair
1: mm-hmm. like, yeah
2: you know what are you talking about
1: we'll never know um so they move in clint's putting his stuff in the other room um I, I, I made a note that Hank is so cute. <laughs> oh,
2: of course you did. I'm surprised your notes aren't filled with that.
1: <laughs> Hank was so adorable in this scene. Um, so Gina talks about how she brought double the amount of stuff. So she's like, I went from not moving in at all to bringing double than w- what you brought. And um, we get a confessional from Clint saying like, now they've moved in. They're just going to take it day by day, see what happens. Um, they have their housewarming party. They put on mm-hmm. fake tattoos.
2: Yeah, and there's something that got me, which they talk a little bit about later, is that you know Clint brings two two ladies, uh, his friends. I was like, that's interesting because mm-hmm. all we've seen from Clint and his friend group is all his like is bros. So I was like, I was really surprised that he brought two women as his as his house party guests.
1: Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, so which on. Was it no? Was it on? No, it wasn't on after party. It was at No, the, it was. It was during their the the group,
2: group discussion. Yeah. Yeah,
1: at the potluck, Gina says like, "Oh, he was with the ladies. And he had no issues." And I was like, "Wow, I can bring him around my salon friends." Yeah.
2: So. I, I think I, I think positive movement was made in the Gina and Clint uh, relationship this this episode.
1: Yeah, uh, so she goes away with Clint's friends, and she says she feels like she hasn't seen them in forever. So they did make a bond, I guess, at the wedding. <laughs>
2: Yeah, at that moment, I thought that they were her friends. But yeah. then they, they did the Chiron and they were Clint's friends. Like, oh, OK, well, that's interesting. Like, uh-huh. you know, they, they bought it so much that she missed them. I yeah, like,
1: exactly. Um, and then he hung out with her friends and he tells them, like, there's been peaks and valley, valleys, but they're taking it slow. Um, They're both physically, emotionally and financially ready to make it work. But are you all ready to do all that stuff together?
2: But, but do you like each other?
1: Yeah, like- <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't care a, how much money you have,
2: right? That's the next part. Like that's probably the most important part.
1: Exactly. Um, so I mean, I it it and it. I think Clint. He's like he knows what he's doing on camera. Like he knows. Ah. Like Are you he saying put,
2: he's he's act, he's putting on act for the camera? Is that what not you're saying? That, or? Not that
1: it's an act, but he's just like he knows how to. Um, I think he just knows not what to say. Not that he's saying all the perfect stuff, but I think mm. he's like, he's saying all the like appropriate things. I don't know. I, Cause it's not like I think he's being ingenuine, but maybe I do because is he being honest about where he really thinks him and Gina are?
2: Um, I mean, I, he's saying there's no attraction. Like, what do you mm-hmm. what do you want? What do you want? Him to, what do you think are his real feelings? You think he's but He's afraid to say that because she's not attracted to him.
1: Well, no, I think, yes, he's being honest about the attraction. But in terms of moving forward, like, yeah, we're just going to I mean, I guess that's all you can say when you don't.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we came into the season like ready to just tear Clint apart. And, and we did at certain points. <laughs> it happens Uh, but in the last couple episodes it's just like wow like why am i so freaking team clint why gina why are you making me be freaking team clint yeah i'm still
1: mad i had to go off on gina last
2: episode yeah so it's like geez and i I think gina may be also course correcting uh because maybe she realizes that she wasn't coming off as a great look so she is starting to Get on the get with the program, mm-hmm. and maybe they're just going to try and you know stick this thing out for the eight weeks, part as friends, and just be on their way. Yeah, <laughs> like, like they got they have like a calendar on the wall, just X out the days, <laughs>
1: right? We'll do six it. weeks
2: left. They're we like,
1: What's eight weeks? See, we, I mean, right.
2: six, six more weeks till you we can part. we mm-hmm. like, where's the are just counting down the days. Literally. I feel like that 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 could be a lot of what's going on here, and we're just not going to. I would be surprised if we got any more blowups between them because I think they both are just like, okay, this isn't going to work, but let's just let's stick it out six more weeks and we can we can be done with this thing.
1: Yeah. And I think that they're going to I I think it's a good choice because at least they could make it to the end of this next six weeks. Uh, and they both say no, but it's amicable. Whereas right. if they yes. would have been now it would have been like a more dom and mac situation where it's just like okay there's going to be that bad blood but at least they can become friends or have a a okay you know friendship
2: and don't let it get to a a jake and Haley level toxic who right who stuck who stuck it through the eight weeks but they were like pretty mean to each other throughout the whole eight weeks uh just be there be cool. Be cordial. Be friends. Yeah, and just just leave it at that. At the end of the, at the end of the process, and who knows? Maybe if you like actually hang out as friends,
1: My something weird, each other. something
2: weird could happen, and you could spark some attraction. Exactly. I still think it's like I still think it's weird. Like this season, in in a capsule, right? We have Kirsten, who for some unknown reason just cannot seem to find her way to attraction with Shaq Mm-mm. who shaq is I mean he's a decent looking guy he's not we keep we keep talking our our go-to for attractive man is Boris kojo on this show mm-hmm. like, I don't know why but we keep we keep he's not a Boris kojo but I mean like he's not ugly he's not ugly is he Mm-mm.
1: Asian no 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 he's definitely right. not ugly
2: so for some reason it's like she can't find her way to attraction with him Eris, for some reason cannot find his way to attraction with jazz like how what, are what these where, when why what's happening gina i i still think clinton has more of attraction to gina than gina has to him i think he's just trying to be like save a little yes. face by being like oh yeah i don't find her attractive at all like we kind of know you do um and, and you I, got I,
1: chris thinking nicole's too thick for him i
2: i don't understand what's going on with these people i really really don't like I don't get it. The the, the person been has attracted as anyone this season is Mac attracted Dom's boobies. And now <laughs> that's over. <laughs> like that's done.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. It, what, what gets me though is especially because we can make the director comparison with the show that we watch. Love is blind. Where we hear more about physical attraction on this show than we do on love is blind. When that's, that really is the place where you think you would hear more of it. But I Lums think mine
2: has an eerie good track record with those successful matches attractive, attracted wise.
1: Yeah. As these
2: people that haven't seen each other, then they've been talking for what, 10 days or so. And then they're, they're attracted when they see each other for the first time.
1: And it's because they've gotten to know each other and talk to each other beforehand. Right. They have that, yeah. like, okay, we have this foundation. I know who this person is. I just don't know what they look like. Whereas on this show, because it's all coming at once, they don't even get to the get to know you because they're so stuck. I can't, I can't get through the fact that you're not my type to get to know that at our core, we really align. It's yeah. So annoying.
2: This is the pickiest season that we may have ever seen. I yes. don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's a mess. Does that say something about Nashville or does that just speak to where we are today as a society?
2: Uh, the society I think is probably the bigger part because if you think about earlier seasons of Married at First Sight we didn't really have this problem a lot like yeah it was like you know and in the past three or so seasons we've seen this problem pop up more often than not
1: yeah Um. so lastly with them we got Uh, she was with his she was with his friends and she said that uh, the positive do, positives do outweigh the negatives and she realized she was really overthinking the moving in thing like, duh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> we told you That's what like
2: everybody was trying to tell you.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, at the potluck, uh, Kalina, Cleena
2: Cleena. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Clint and Gina, so they said they're good. Um, and Gina, or Clint, this is where Clint says that he really wants to get to know the depths of Gina. He wants to know what did five-year-old Gina want for Gina today?
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Want to know the crusty little bits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop it. Stop it, Clint.
1: <laughs> right. Um, and I don't think we saw. Oh, we see a very small out-of-context statement from Oh, Clint my gosh.
2: No, this is, this is the <laughs> worst out-of-context preview i may have ever seen <laughs> where he's just like yeah i gotta go pregnant <laughs> he clearly <laughs> is in the middle of a story clearly <laughs> it's just like why are y'all trying to do this like this why are y'all doing this it why might as
1: well have been like i got a curl pregnant."
2: Like <laughs> yeah it was <those> frank about the whole <laughs> thing like why are y'all trying to trick us into thinking that clint is the modern day chris like what <laughs> i know Stop it. Stop it. Hey, so we're show.
1: trying to do anything to keep y'all.
2: You get they're, try, they're really trying to get us tuned in next week.
1: Right. Exactly. You know we lost a
2: couple, but we need you to come back.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are all our couples this episode. Um we didn't rate clean. we
2: didn't, rate, Cle- uh, we didn't oh, rate Kleena.
1: We did not rate <laughs> So uh, what are you thinking?
2: Where was I last week?
1: We were both at one.
2: I mean, you know what? Hey, we had a lot of positive development, I think, in their relationship. I'm going to go ahead and bump up to a two. Uh, I think that's the least I can do for them because G- Gina moved in. They had, they had like, they seemed to, have, <clears throat> sorry, they seemed to have some chemistry with all their friends. Like when they were all together in a group, they seemed to get along rather well. Conversation was flowing. So hey, I- I'm going to give them a two. I-, I can see like just the tiniest, tiniest glimmer of hope.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I'm
1: at a two too. I, I do. I moving in. That's a positive step. So I think that's that's something. Um, if they were still living apart, they definitely still be a one for me. But I think I think some good can can come from it. Like I said, they oh, yeah. could be amicable. They may not end up together, but at least this is a start. They couldn't they they couldn't make progress living separately. So at least this puts them in a position to make some progress. I, I,
2: th- I think it depends on how they move forward in the next six weeks. Yeah, are they? Hanging out, watching TV together, having meals together when the, you know, when the camera's not around, I think that would be very important in Mm -hmm. the evolution of their, of their relationship. If they are, don't have filming days or they'd be like, all right, well, you go to your place, I'll go to mine. Like, you know, we don't have to be around each other when the camera's not around. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's going to be that way, then there's, there's no hope. I think if they go through, if they come at this with, you know, with being even a little bit earnest and giving it any kind of shot. Something could happen. Yeah. Anything anything could happen.
1: Yep. The uh, possibilities are endless. Um, You're watching Married at First Sight UK, right?
2: I started the first episode, have not finished it yet. Okay. Um, I
1: was going to see if you wanted to recommend it to anybody.
2: So far, (laughs) much like Married at First Sight Australia, uh, the matches are made more for entertainment than they are for possibly matching real people with real people. I will say there are two. There's a lesbian couple, uh, and there's a you know a a gay male couple um, on this on the season. So two uh, LGBT uh, Q plus couples. How Very many couples
1: do they have?
2: As of right now, because these international versions are known to sprinkle in couples midway through the season. Mm-hmm. As of right now, I think it's at seven mm. seven couples right now. Uh, Australia gets like balloons to an unbelievable amount <laughs> um so i think i think it's seven here um in this first hour and a half episode we are promised two weddings and we had the what they call the i think the stag and the hen parties which are the bachelor bachelor parties so we, we got all that there was no big like long lead up to there's no wedding dress shopping there was no tuck shopping you just see them in their wedding dress as they are talking over it so i think that's like U.S. Take some notes. Like mm-hmm. let's let's shorten this thing. We got two weddings in the first hour and a half episode. We can make it happen. Mass like yeah. mass U.S. Like let's take let's 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 take let's borrow some from our international partners and make this a, a little better viewing
3: experience. Yeah. Okay. So far, out. so far,
2: what I've seen, I, I'm enjoying it because the personalities so far are good. There's already some bickering between uh the some of the brides so like this the the is built more for funny. The show's built more for drama than anything else.
1: And that's fine. Yeah, with perfect match ending, I need a drama show, you know. Yeah. Um so thank y'all for sticking with us. Uh Jason, what are you up to? Where can people find you? Uh,
2: I got some things going on right now on Twitter. You can find me at JAYR1085. Um over on Postal Recaps. Just finished up covering Extraordinary with Sasha Joseph. Uh, I am also covering at the moment Dear Edward with Marissa Garza. So if you're watching either of those shows, come and check out our coverage over our post-show recaps. Uh, here on the Routeheads podcast side of things, uh, as we talked about earlier, Asia and I, along with Kirsten, just finished up covering the show Perfect Match over on Netflix. It was a hot mess. So hear us talk all about that as we wrap that up this week. Um, also, this weekend, I will be on Robin and Akiva Nina podcast. If you are a rap rap fan, you know what that is. We will be talking about the greatest TV dads in history as it is bracket season over there. So we'll be doing a whole, uh, you know, bracket, you know, system, trying to figure out who the greatest TV dad is. Uh, Asia, take it away.
1: Yeah, y'all can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Asia Like Asia. That's A Y S H A, like A S um, I A. I. Of course, the Survivor Forty Four draft. If you missed that, go to catch that. If you're watching Survivor, um, that's all I got to say about Survivor this week. It was a yeah. it was a very interesting episode. So if you haven't tuned in and you plan to watch Survivor, go ahead and kick it off. Don't don't be delayed, uh, or you will be spoiled by something. Um, I also uh, what joined um, Sarah Carradine and Mary Kukowski. So Sarah, of course, you know, from, if you've listened to past seasons, she's one of our guests, uh, Sarah and Mary are covering outer banks on push recap. So I joined them for coverage of season three episodes, nine and 10. Um, so that should be dropping on the push our recaps feed very soon. Um, and also, yeah, perfect match. We wrapped up our coverage of the show. Perfect match. And, uh, with, uh, us and Kirsten McKennis, and uh, it was. If you haven't watched the show, I would, I would check it out. Netflix did fumble their way to the end, but as as they do, as they lot. do. Uh, but it was. I, I enjoyed the ride, and the podcast was fun. So, if you just want to listen to the podcast, I do know a couple of people out there who just listened to the podcast without watching the show. You could do that as well. Uh, just we put out three podcasts covering those twelve episodes. Um, But I think that is it for now. Oh, actually, Big Brother Canada. If you do watch Big Brother Canada, it is starting next week. So starting on March 8th. Um, So catch me out. Catch me out. Catch Catch me. me Catch me outside. (laughs) How about about that? that? (laughs) Catch me uh, on uh, coverage throughout the season, kicking it off with coverage of the premiere episode. Um, So, yeah, if you love puppies, like I like I've have mentioned before, follow my uh my dog's TikTok, which is at Mall Sisters. They're putting out fire content, y'all, regularly. <laughs> uh, so thank y'all so much for sticking with us. Make sure you subscribe to the Love of First Sight feed. Make sure you go uh, join our Facebook group at Perfect Match Podcast. Password is crusty little bits this week. Uh, and we will be back next week to cover episode 10. Bye. What if I'm told-
0: Perfect match Chosen by science But you had to marry them Right this second You would tell me Well that sounds pretty whack And I would add You have eight weeks to know If you really love them You just got married At first sight Jason in Asia Gonna tell you Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit.